You're not alone. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and today's episode we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to start off with... AMG Rules Forum. First question of the night. Sink lasered cannons when the ship is no longer quote-unquote calculating. OP. Example of a situation. A ship has a calculate token, and the ship attacks using sink lasered cannons. During modified attack, attack dice, said calculate token is spent. Does the enemy apply the range 3 bonus or not? Answer. Yes. In this scenario, the defending ship would apply the range 3 bonus. The attacking ship no longer has a calculating a calculate token, which is what defines calculating. Next question. Clarification for rotating after being tractored or moved by an opponent. OP. It is said in the rules reference that a ship is tractored while it has an equal to or greater than a specific number of tractor tokens according to its size. A small ship requires at least one tractor token, a medium ship requires at least two tractor tokens, and a large ship requires at least three tractor tokens. A tractor token is an orange token. The first time a ship becomes tractored each round, the players who affect applied the tractor may tractor token may choose one of the following effects. Perform a barrel roll using a one straight maneuver template. The player applying the effect selects the direction of the barrel roll in the ship's final position. Or perform a boost using a one straight maneuver template. This is a move. Bah. This move can cause a ship to move through or overlap an obstacle. After a ship is moved this way, if an opponent moved it, the ship's player may choose to have the ship rotate 90 degrees to the left or right. If they do, the ship gains one stress token. In yesterday's store event, some new guys argued about the explanation of a ship is moved this way, so I come to ask for clarification. When a ship becomes tractored for the first time in the round, it may gain one stress token to rotate 90 degrees to the left or right if A. It is moved by the opponent. B. It is moved by the opponent and unfortunately moves through or overlaps an obstacle. We usually resolve these situations all the way of in the way of A, but wanted to clarify to be right since some someone still believes that a ship is moved this way refers to the sentence right before it rather than this move caused by the game effect of being tractored. Answer. Interpretation A is correct. Whenever an opponent tractors you or causes you to barrel roll or boost, you may choose to rotate 90 degrees and gain a stress token. Whether or not you overlap an obstacle is irrelevant. Next question. Dark Sidious, coordination and linked attacks, actions. OP. Hi, Dark Sidious. After you perform a purple coordinate action, the ship you coordinated gains one stress token. Then it gains one focus token or recovers one force. If Sidious coordinates a V-Wing and the V-Wing does a boost, can the V-Wing follow with a red lock action from his linked action bar before he gets the stress token from Sidious? Thank you. Answer. 
Yes, both abilities enter the ability queue and you may resolve them in your desired order. You may perform purple coordinate to boost a V-Wing, which triggers both the V-Wing's linked action and Darth Sidious ability. Resolve the linked action, Redlock, resolve Sidious, which gives the V-Wing another stress token, then a focus token. Next question, Tel and hull upgrade. OP. I'm just curious about the interaction of hull up of the hull upgrade modification and Teltravera's pilot ability. The ability states, if you would be destroyed, you may spend one charge. If you do, discard all of your damage cards, suffer five hit damage, and place yourself in reserves instead. At the start of the next planning phase, place yourself in range one of your player edge. Hull upgrade increases the hull value by one. If Teltravera would be destroyed, you pay the charge, you assign five face down damage card, there would be two hull points remaining. Since hull upgrade is still equipped and the mod modified hull value was originally seven, question mark? I don't know of any rule where the modification would be nullified because of this ability. Answer, yes, Teltravera, Jumpmaster 5000, is equipped with if Teltravera is equipped with a hull upgrade, after using his ability, it would take two damage cards to destroy him. Next question. Nentex tractoring itself and then using ensnare on an opponent. OP. Hello. I don't remember the opponent's exact list, but the two Nantex he was using could tractor themselves to rotate their turret. As a result, they could boost a barrel roll. But they also gained a stress token to rotate the ship 90 or 180 degrees. As I understand it, first of all, they can only do this if the opponent tractored them, not if they tractored themselves. Is this correct? But also, even if it was an opponent that tractored them, they could rotate 90 degrees to the left or right, but never 180 degrees. Is that correct? If 90 degree, if the 90 degree rotation is done after the barrel roll slide, will it follow the barrel roll's new position or the front and back page as usual? Finally, they use ensnare to pass the token to someone else after all of that. Is this the way that ensnare works so that the two ships are tractored in a row? This sounds correct. And I am guessing that because it was pass to an opponent, the opponent will barrel roll or boost, then will have the possibility to do a 90 degree rotation by gaining a stress. Sorry, it's a lot of questions and I know that there's limited to usually one questions, but since it's on the same topics, I thought it would be all okay to put all the questions together. Thank you. Answer. You may not rotate and gain stress if the tractor effect was your own. You must. It must have been your opponent's. The post-tractor rotate is always 90 degrees to the left or right, not 180 degrees. I am uncertain if what this question is asking. If the 90, rotate, 90 degree rotation is done after the barrel roll slide, will it follow the barrel roll's new position or the front and back pegs as usual? So AMG is asking for clarification there. And then the next one, yes, ensnare permits a Nentex to tractor another small base ship. If this results in the barrel roll 
or boosting an opponent's ship, that ship may rotate 90 degrees to gain a stress. OP. Thanks. Please see below for more details on the third question. The Nantex gives the tractor token to the opponent with ensnare and decides the ship will barrel roll to the right and then move the front of the one template as part of the barrel roll. Then the opponent chooses to take the stresses 90 degrees left, for example. Does he line up the front pins of the base on the template that was used to boost and thus loses his forward movement that happened during the barrel roll? Or does he just put the one template next to the new position and rotate 90 degrees from there? Thanks. AMG. After executing the barrel roll, the player rotating the ship would use the position marker included in the core set to mark out a corner of the base, lift up the ship's base and rotate it 90 degrees, and then set the base back down onto the position marker. Alright, one more question. Kagi and R3. OP. For R3, it allows you to acquire two locks, but they must be on separate objects. Kagi states at the beginning of the engagement phase, you may transfer all locks on friendly units to yourself. What is the interaction between the two? Would the second lock break because it must be on a separate object, or does the second lock move to Kagi? Answer. Yes, a second lock would break. From the rules reference. Question. What happens when two locks from the same ship with an R3 astromech are transferred onto a single ship, such as Cabin Cogni's, Cogni's Lambda Class Shuttle pilot ability? Answer. The R3 astromech only allows having two locks if they are on different ships. So one of the locks breaks if they are transferred to a single ship. Okay. Uh, so we finished up the rules forum there. Uh, I wanted to do things a little bit differently because I've been talking to uh, some of the listeners of the podcast, and one of the things that they've been enjoying is the list building. And whether that's um, because they personally feel they weren't good at building lists, or uh, they, it's something they struggle with, or they just like to see the ideas out there, I wanted to kind of go through each faction and look at... If you were given the conditions of you need to fly a three ship list, so a, an ace list, basically three ships with three different chassis in each faction, what would that look like? So the rest of the episode is kind of going to be an extended version of List Building with Joe. So, going through in no particular order, let's start with the Rebel Alliance. Now, for the Rebels, um, actually, you know what? I'm going to skip that. We're going to start with Empire, because we just saw this uh, a list like this do uh, very well. So, here's what we've got. We've got Darth Vader and the X-1 with fire control system and afterburners. We've got Suntir Fell with Predator and shield upgrade. And we've got Duchess with Elusive... Connor Nets, Fifth Brother, and Delayed Fuses. Alright, now we'll go to the Rebel Alliance. And the for the Rebel Alliance, <clears throat> I wanted to do something that was going to hit kind of hard and kind of follow that thing. Uh, 
that that same idea. So we've got wedge Antilles in the X-wing with proton torpedoes, shield upgrade, R3 astromech. We've got Ahsoka Tano with instinctive aim, extreme maneuvers, and proton rockets. And rounding out the list, we've got Janors with nine num, multi crow, and engine upgrade. It's at this point that I should that I should uh, mention that one of the ideas that was brought up to me in terms of list building was kind of a breakdown on how to fly these lists. And all of these lists are going to fly uh, very, very similarly. You're going to um, kind of spread out the each ship on its own. So basically breaking the board down into thirds. And then you're going to um, pincer and coordinate your fire where you can so you have at least two if not all three ships firing on the same target so hope and if that's anything different as I'm going through these lists I'll try to mention it and again this is just how I would do it uh, a lot of people that are much smarter than me uh, may fly it differently I would listen to those people honestly because Let's face it, you know, I'm I'm a decent X-Wing player, but I'm not the best. So with that said, uh, let's go on to the next faction, which is going to be Scum and Villainy. Now, for Scum and Villainy, um, I w it's, it's a little difficult to get into that ace mentality. So um, we have to start with the... Basically, the the building blocks if you want to fly scum aces, and that's Fenral with Fearless. Um, next, and this is where we kind of got a little bit different. Um, I went with Dengar with proton torpedoes, auto blasters, L337, Greedo, and contraband cybernetics. And then rounding off the list, and um, Really, it's it's kind of a control piece, but um, still kind of fitting into that AC type thing um, was Tapusk in the Hawk 270. Now, what he does, his pilot ability is during the end phase, before an enemy ship in your arc, mo uh, mobile arc, recovers a recurring charge or force, you may spend two charge tokens, and he has two tokens or two charge recurring if you do that ship does not recover the charge or fo force so potentially shutting down force recovery huge huge all right next we'll go into the resistance the resistance we've got uh, trigger happy flyboy poe with r4 astromech overdrive thrusters proton torpedoes and s foils Flying next to Poe is Zori Bliss in the BTA NR2 Y-Wing with R4 Astromech, Wartime Loadout, False Transponder Codes, and Proton Torpedoes. And the third ship in the list uh, is Covenel with Leo Organa and R4 Astromech. Now, um, this list kind of does fly differently than your typical ace lists. 
it's kind of a, an alpha. So you want Kova to hang towards the back and you want Zori and Poe to go up and basically uh, take out as much as they can. And then Kova is going to be supporting either Poe or Zori with the Leia ability, uh, however she needs to, or herself, you know, if she needs to. Um, but that, that one flies a little differently. All right, next we've got the First Order. And for the First Order, we've got Major Von Reg with Daredevil and Shield Upgrade. We've got Quick Draw with Fanatical, Special Forces Gunner, Fire Control System, and Afterburners. And then we've got Kylo Ren in the TIE Whisper with Brilliant Evasion, Fanatical, Concussion Missiles, and Sensor Scramblers. Now, um, this is this is a little different. I could trim up some of these some of these things and possibly uh, bring in um, Silo, so Silencer Silo. And actually, all you'd have to do is drop the Shield upgrade off of Von Rag, and then you can bring in um, Silencer Kylo and um, you have three points left over, which I would probably do Brilliant Evasion and um, Sensor Scramblers, and then that extra point. Um, I don't know. Do something. Um, but I personally, I think jamming is super powerful, and being able to do it as a free action is huge. Um, so I like... This, this is uh, unpopular opinion time. I like Whisper Kylo just a little bit better. Okay, next we're going into the Republic faction. And for Republic, we've got Anakin Skywalker with Brilliant Evasion, C-110P, that's the Tropper Droid, and Delta-7B. Then we've got Obi-Wan and Ada 2 with Brilliant Evasion, Marksmanship, and Stealth Device. And then we have Rick O'Lee with R4 Astromech and Daredevil. And then for the last one, I, I, I really kind of struggled with this. And again, um, because if I hadn't mentioned it, I'm trying to stick to black box format for these. And... Um, we're operating under the assumption that the I-5 uh, Tri-Fighter is going to be banned. So I would build this out a little bit differently um, if it's not. So I will, I will go over both lists and you kind of decide which one you like better. So um, for the Black Box Legal one, we've got Sunfac with Ensnare and Lone Wolf. We've got General Grievous without Maneuver, Impervium Plating, and Solus One. And then we've got Darth Maul and the Infiltrator with the Scimitar title. Now, if I were to do this list um, without Black Box, or if the I-5 um, Tri-Fighter is not uh, banned, then we would still have the Ensnare and Lone Wolf Sunfac, we would still have General Grievous uh, with Outmaneuver and Impervium Plating 
and Solus one, but we'd add Kalani in there. And then the, for the third ship is we would add that I-5 Tri-Fighter and we would give it outmaneuver, fire control system, concussion missiles, shield upgrade, and intercept boosters. All right, so that has, uh, that kind of covers each faction on if you were going to fly three different, or yeah, three different chassis in each faction as an ace list, which ones would I lean towards and uh, kind of how would I fly them. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be a, a shorter episode today. I know that we're waiting for quite a bit of uh, X-Wing news to fall and uh, expect to hear from me possibly sooner if it drops before our next regularly scheduled episode. Uh, as always, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Please consider leaving a review however you consume it. It really means a lot to me, and I read every one. If you'd like to be Come a financial backer to the podcast, please consider joining my Patreon at patreon.com slash saltminesxwing. As you know, as my patrons know, there is a quarterly tokens that come out with that. And, um, sorry, my brain just stopped for a minute. And you get entered into the monthly giveaway. This month's giveaway is a Naboo in one starfighter. Um, so we'll be doing that at the end of the month. Also, I'm getting ready to put in a t-shirt order. So if you're interested in t-shirts, in a Salt Mines X-Wing t-shirt, please reach out to me. Um, Discord's probably the easiest one. So at Sailor Joe V, number 6676. And uh, I'd be happy to take your information down and order you a t-shirt. Uh, t-shirts will be probably about $20. As you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. This week's question is, what are you most excited about with X-Wing 2.5? This is Sailor Joe, signing off. You're not alone.